I'm head coach Doug Peterson. You want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Philly special. And you're listening to the Eagles Live podcast with Dave Spadaro. We welcome you to the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Hello, Eagles everywhere. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro here. And we've got a great podcast for you. Later in the show, we will sit down with tight end Zach Ertz and really dig into what makes him happy. His heart. This is a very happy young man on the field and off the field for the Philadelphia Eagles. And we'll explore everything that makes Zach Ertz smile in just a bit here on the Eagles Live podcast. We'll also sit down with Stefan Wisniewski, Eagles offensive guard, who re-ups with the team for the 2019 season. And he is part of our news of the week. The Eagles, another week and more roster additions for 2019. The Eagles adding Wisniewski for 2019. And after a period of time when I'm not sure a lot of people out there thought that Wisniewski would come back, who had an opportunity to test the free agency market, decided that Philadelphia was the best fit for him. So we'll talk to Wiz in just one moment. The Eagles also making an addition at the quarterback position. Cody Kessler, a former third-round draft pick out of USC, played with the Cleveland Browns for two troublesome years on the field for the Browns, but Kessler getting some valuable starting experience, eight games with the Browns. And then last year, he started four games with the Jacksonville Jaguars, was 2-2 two and two in that starting role, and now comes to the Eagles to add depth, more depth to the quarterback position. You look at this roster and you see what the Eagles have done in the offseason, and they've addressed all corners of the roster. Should be a very competitive training camp for the Philadelphia Eagles at the Novacare Complex. The Eagles on the field this week, it's phase two of their offseason program. The organized team activities begin next week, so we'll get a little slice of what the Eagles have going on on the practice field. We'll hear from Doug Peterson. A lot more updates coming between now and mid-June as the Eagles kind of put the finishing touches on this offseason program, and then they'll take a break and report back to the Novacare Complex for training camp. And remember, the Eagles and the Ravens holding joint practices at the Novacare Complex during the week before the Eagles and the Ravens square off in the preseason. We're going to take a little break now when we return to the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. We've got offensive guard Stefan Wisniewski. It's Wiz with in 2019. He joins us in just a moment. The Eagles Football Academy offers hands-on coaching and instruction for football players between the ages of 7 and 16. These one-day clinics are held at the Novacare Complex and feature non-contact drills led by top high school and college coaches, as well as appearances by an Eagles player, cheerleaders, and swoop. Summer clinics are filling up fast, so visit PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Eagles Academy to sign your son or daughter up today. We welcome you back to the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group insider Dave Spadaro now joined by offensive lineman Stefan Wisniewski back with the Philadelphia Eagles. Congratulations. Welcome back. Um, Thanks. Glad yeah, to be back. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, Steph, I, I imagine that someday you will have quite a story to tell about the business of the NFL. It's nuts, isn't it? It sure is, yeah. Um, I've been a free agent four times now and uh, 0 for 4, you know, on getting a good contract, but... Um, Despite, you know, I believe being a, you know, a starter 
quality player, above average kind of starter, and just never worked out. And, uh, you know, there's a reason here, reason there. It never works out, and you never fully understand the behind the scenes, but, you know, you get kind of some idea of it. And, uh, you know, sometimes scratching my head, looking and saying, man, I, a lot of these teams, they, they really need some help on the O-line, and it just never happens for one reason or another. And uh, So what's the lesson there? Never give up, right? Like, I mean, I don't know. People out there who don't kind of get what they really desire, there's still a path to being happy, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I really believe that happiness is, it, it doesn't have to be a product of your circumstances. And um, there's a lot of guys in the NFL that are the most successful and make the most money and, and they're miserable. And I, I have overflowing joy in my life and happiness and I come to work every day with a smile. Um, and anyone who works here could attest to that, regardless of what I've you know gone through. And um, for me, I, that's because of my faith in Christ, and that's my foundation, and that gives me a reason for joy every day. And I tell you what, if I wasn't a Christian, I probably would have lost my mind yeah. going through all these failed free agencies. But you know, my faith's been my strength. When did you realize, Steph, that the <laughs> the business of the NFL might not be so pleasant? I mean, you you had it. You've had it in your family. You 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 kind of understand that. Is, did you know before you got to the league that it was? You really can't kind of sometimes control your your own destiny. Yeah. So I mean, a good way to explain it is not everybody experiences the same NFL. Um, so some guys come in and just everything goes great for them and make a lot of money, success, all that. Um, some guys never really get a shot. Some guys get hurt. Um, and I, I knew that coming in really because. You know, my father and uncle both played in the NFL, and I, I had a good idea of what it what it looks like. My uncle, you know, uh, plays 13 years, misses two games, um, has a great career, Pro Bowls, all that. My dad's a good player as well, but uh, gets hurt and can't pass a physical, and, you know, he's done after, after four years. And um, you never really know, you know, how your career is going to pan out. It's not entirely up to you. Um, my my way to look at it is I'm just going to try to do the best I can every day, and uh, whatever happens happens. You know the rest of it is is not up to me. And I could get worried, I could get frustrated, I could get angry about those things I control I, that I can't control. But my attitude is just let it go and uh, just let God take care of it. What is free agency like? Like the do you literally like just kind of wait for the phone to ring? Yeah. So essentially, I could say. It's like the NFL draft, but it lasts for weeks or months <laughs> yeah. in some cases. So the NFL reach? draft, yeah. you sit there and you wait for your phone call, right? But right. it's either coming Thursday night or Friday night or Saturday. And then, you know, if you're undrafted, you get a call Saturday night and sign somewhere, right? Well, free agency, it starts whatever, Monday or Tuesday of that week in early March. And you wait for a phone call and maybe you get an update once in a while from your agent. But like I was sitting around for six or seven weeks, you know, waiting for the phone call and never really happened. So obviously if you, if you choose to just sit and worry about it all the time, you'll lose your mind. Um, and my attitude too is like some people try to read what people are writing about you. I, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, you never, ever check pretty much never. Okay. Um, sometimes, I I mean, sometimes I, people send things to my wife and then she tells me, I'm like, first of all, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Second of all, Tell them not to send it to you. That's you're just getting stressed out about it. Um, and some of it is accurate. Some of it is just speculation, you know. But either way, it's all that matters is you know when your agent calls you and says, "Hey, this team called and wants to do something." So um, ultimately, just trying to wait and 
uh, not sit and think about it because you, you would definitely lose your mind. At the end of the day, you're back in Philly, and the Eagles thrilled to have you back. And, Steph, this offensive line and this offense and this team, I mean, it's exciting what's going on in this offseason. You, do you feel it in the locker room? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this team's loaded. Um, like you said, offense, defense, special teams everywhere. And I was excited to come back because I, I think this team's got a great shot to win another ring. And um, I've never had more fun playing football than when we won two years ago. And um, to have a chance to be a part of that again, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And my role might be a little different, you know, being a backup. But uh, I'll just be ready. And uh, whenever the team needs me, I'll go in, play well. And um, I'm okay with that. See, I, I, I got to tell you, I look at you and I say, okay, there's Steph. He's going to back up his position, that position, that position. And I say that every year. And then you end up starting a bunch of games. That's kind of been the pattern of your career, the uh, the guy who comes from the, the 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 horse that comes from kind of the back of the pack. Don't be offended, and then you're running down the home stretch in the lead. I mean, you always end up getting a lot of reps. Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna end up playing like 17 years in the NFL, <laughs> like 14, you know, whatever. So maybe what eight more one year contracts. I'm just kidding, but you know what I mean. Like that's you're gonna have a great career at the end of the day. And you already had a great career. Yeah, I mean, I've been blessed um, my career so far. You know, I could look at what I haven't done and be mad about it. But if I look at what I have done, I mean, I've I've been blessed with a tremendous amount of success. Um, You know, 100 plus starts and started the whole year we won a Super Bowl. And um, yeah, I've had some struggles lately being back up and back in and back up and back in. But you know what? I'm, I'm blessed to have a job in this league. Not too many people get to do that, and uh, not too many get to, people get to say they've won a Super Bowl. And um, I just, I actually just love playing for this organization. My teammates are, I really love, I love this group, and that's one of the big reasons I was excited to be back here is just because of the bond I have with some of these guys. I'm in this city too. I, I've loved living in this city. Uh, the support from fans I've I've received has been pretty awesome, and uh, something that's. Uh, it's been a blessing to me. Um, those are those are two of the big reasons I've been excited to come back. Steph, last thing, uh, Jeff Stoutland, and we the fans got a chance to kind of see Stout. We posted a video. He broke down some video with Fran Duffy of Andre Dillard. All right, now Andre has a sense of what Stout is all about. How would you describe Stout? Stout is he's a really good football coach. He's he's outrageously intense. Like mm-hmm. he's. In a fun way for you, like you've had, you 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 know it now. You you've learned it now. So it it depends. So like if you're the one catching the brunt of his anger and intensity, it, it's not fun. But for everyone else, we laugh at it mm-hmm. because we're like, oh, he's not yelling at me today. Like that's good. <laughs> we'll laugh about it. Um, also, if you don't laugh, you'll just lose your mind eventually, right? Because he's uh, he's going 100 miles an hour all the time. But all in love, though, right? It is. I mean, he wants to make us better and. Uh, he's not going to accept anything less than perfection uh, when it comes to how you play, when it comes to, you know, practice, when it comes to knowing our scheme, knowing what the defense is going to do. And uh, if you, you know, don't know an assignment, if you don't know something in a play, he's going to call you out about it and uh, in front of your, your teammates too. So there's accountability there. And I really think he holds his O-line to a really, really high standard, and that's that's why we're good. Um, you know, a big part of it is there's a lot of really talented players, but uh, the fact that Stout holds us all to such a high standard is, is a huge part of our success. And it's important to know for people out there, that does not happen everywhere in the NFL, right? Like, you are, in a lot of ways, only as good as your coach. 
Yeah. Um, offensive line in particular, you know, I think is a position that it can it can rise and fall to a great extent with how good the coach is. Um, I mean, quarterback, uh, more or less, like if you got a really good quarterback, you're, you're going to have a good quarterback room. Can a coach help? Sure. Running backs, receivers, like if you got good running backs and receivers, I think they'll play well, you know. Can a good coach make them better? Sure, absolutely. But offensive line is – it's so much about the unit firing in unison and um, kind of like an engine with five pistons. You want them all firing right at the right time. Um, even if you have some individual talent, if it's not brought together cohesively by a coach, then it's it's not going to function well as, a, as an offensive line unit. And so the coach becomes super important and Stout is, is one of the best. Awesome. Steph Wisniewski joins us here on the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. We thank you so much. Good to see you. Glad to see you. You're in great shape, right? Yeah, feeling great. Good, man. Great season, Ed. Steph Wisniewski, thanks so much. We're back on the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Zach Ertz joins us next. We now welcome into the Eagles Live podcast tight end Zach Ertz. And uh, I'm looking at a man, Zach, I, I, I really believe this. I feel like you're a guy who is a very happy in life guy. Yeah, I mean, uh... There's not a lot to complain about, honestly. Um, I love being in Philadelphia. Um, I love my wife. Uh, I wish I could spend more time with her. Um, but Philly's home for me now. Um, it's going into year seven, which is crazy to me. Amazing. Uh, we've just been through so much together over the first six years here, and I feel like I'm just getting started um, in terms of my career here, in terms of the length of my career. I feel like I'm just getting started. So, um I'm very positive, very optimistic uh, in the overall direction of this organization. Um, so I really have nothing to complain about. Are you okay talking about being in love with your wife? Because honestly, yeah. I, I think it's it's a great story. I mean, and the importance of having a woman who you love, who you're really a partner with, um, how that helps the rest of your life, Zach, professionally, uh, privately. I, I mean, not a lot of people have that. Yeah, I mean, uh, we just go through life together. Um, what she's able to do in her career and what I'm able to do in mine um, is so secondary to the re- to the relationship we have together. You know, we met in college. Uh, I didn't know she played soccer. She didn't know I played football. Um, so the foundation of our relationship was built before we experienced any really athletic success together. Um, and so our relationship has evolved. We've grown so much together over these past really um, seven years almost that we've been together um, since we started dating in college. And so um, I'm so happy for her success. She's extremely happy for mine. Um, we're accomplishing a lot of goals together. Um, and it's fun to be able to do it together. You know, I'm supporting her on and off the field. She's doing the same with me. Um, it's nice to have an athlete in the household that has experienced every emotion that I go through each and every day in terms of the adversity we face, in terms of the highs, in terms of the lows. Um, just having someone that's always in your corner but also able to see the situation differently than the way you could be currently seeing it. So it's definitely unique. The fans don't uh, uh, maybe appreciate or understand the kinds of daily emotions and challenges there are. Yeah. What, what are they? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, being a professional athlete. I mean, it comes with a lot of perks, um, but there's definitely a lot of stresses involved with this. Each and every day where you feel like you walk into this building that you have to earn your job. Um, nothing here is guaranteed, really, just the way the contract structure is in the NFL. Um, and the injury stress, there's a lot of unknown when you're dealing with the injury um, because the team continues to play even though that you could be on the sideline for an extended period of time. 
Um, there's dealing with people. There's dealing with coaches and all the stresses that comes with that. Uh, being a leader on this team, um, there's stresses that go with that. Um, but overall, I mean, you understand that we are very privileged to be here. Um, the pros so outweigh the cons and the stresses that you deal with. Um, it's just managing those those kind of uh, like cons and stresses that you could have. And it, and it can drive guys out of the game for sure. It can take away from peak performance. And so the former Julie Johnson understands all of that. Is she a comforting presence? Is she a challenging presence? Is she an understanding presence or yeah, all of uh, the above? All of the above. Yeah. Um, you know, we've there are times where she just needs to sit back and allow me to vent, um, which she does perfectly. And there are times where she needs to kind of, uh, I think, just realign my focus and the way I'm looking at things and be stern and um, – she definitely does that well, too. So uh, I think we do it for each other. It's definitely unique, but it's awesome to have an athlete that understands everything I'm going through on a day-to-day basis. All right. So, Zach, I know you love Julie, and I know you're her biggest fan. We are going to ask you five questions. <laughs> Women's national soccer team trivia. Now, this is not exactly uh, the newlywed game. Yes. And if you don't get these right, I think Julie will still love you. <laughs> but we'll see how invested you are in the world of women's soccer on the national and international level okay question number one which team did the united states women's national team beat to secure its first world cup title in 1991 <laughs> <laughs> who would know that that is i was one years old okay. at the most okay. um my wife wasn't even born yet okay. so uh, the answer is you don't know uh if i had to guess germany norway is the correct answer Oh for one. Oh for, oh for one. Who has the most goals in United States women's national team history? Abby Wamba. That's correct. Number one. That's one for one. One for two. Which player in the 2015 team is the only one who was also on the 1999 team? Uh, that would be Christy Rampon. Very good, Zach. Who scored twice in the United States victory over Japan in the 2012 Olympic gold medal game? Is that Carly? Or that is correct. Carly Lloyd, three for four. And then number five, this defender joined the national team in 2013, is the favorite soccer player of our producer's <laughs> nephew, Chris Barletto's nephew, and is married to Zach Ertz. That would be the lovely former Julie Johnson. That's right. Correct. Four out of five is not bad at all. Uh, more difficult, do you think, to be a professional football player? And, and now you appreciate the idea of what it takes to be a soccer player on that level. It's not just endurance. I mean, they are physically tested. Yeah, I mean, their their game is very different than ours. Um, we go for like five to eight seconds at a time. They're going consistently for 90 minutes, um, consistently jogging uh, at some times, consistently sprinting at others, um, whereas we just sprint, break, sprint, break. Um, there's a times we go no huddle that are tougher, um, that are more kind of similar to their game, but in terms of just uh, normal gameplay, um, their level of endurance is definitely different than ours. Um, the demands of their travel are absurd to me. She's traveling. She lives out of a suitcase for a ton uh, or a lot of the year. Um, and just there's no really set schedule for her. She doesn't know, like, the next 12-month schedule. When our schedule comes out in the next, hopefully, in the uh, next week or so, we'll know exactly when we're going to be playing, where we're going to be playing, when we'll be leaving, when we'll be arriving. Um and so it's kind of it's much more set in stone for us. Whereas her, it's kind of there's a tournament in two years, there's a tournament in three years. Um, but other than that, it's just different. The level of physical fitness. You're clearly the most physically fit couple on the block. <laughs> when you have a pig out night, Zach, or whatever, a, yeah. a go crazy night, what do you guys do? 
Um, so I don't really eat. I just eat the same stuff all the time. Which is? Just healthy foods. Okay. Whole foods. Um, my wife, every now and then, will have a donut. Um, that is her. That's her vice, huh? That's her vice, per se. Um, she, she loves a good donut every now and then. I think the two of you have also done great work, and I want to talk about that here, with the Zach Gertz Family Foundation, Zach and Julie Ertz getting together and really making a difference. I had an opportunity last year to be the MC of your foundation. Um, successes that you've had there, where's this going? How do you include more and more people and, and throw more resources at this and make this thing grow? What's the grand vision here? Yeah, so um, the the grand vision is to make a lasting impact in the city. Um, you know, the city has given my wife and I and my family so much. Um, we just would love to have the opportunity to make a lasting impact in the city. Um, we don't we're in the infant stages of something that we could feel like could be very big so early that I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. Sure. Um, so it's definitely still in the works, but it's definitely something that we're going to be proud of if we're able to accomplish. Um, something that I think could change a lot of people's lives and the future of a lot of people. Um, but when viewing the Ertz Family Foundation, we're not viewing it as Zach and Julie Ertz. Mm-hmm. It's our family. It's our Philadelphia family. We want everyone to be involved and a part of our family. Um, so we're we're really excited about it. Something that we've put a lot of time and pride into this to help impact the lives of uh, a lot of people. It's also a lot of work, right? I mean, it's a ton of work. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, we're running a business. Um, we're we're running a business that we think can make a huge impact for a lot of people, and we think it could be extremely fun and rewarding. All right, we're going to wrap this up right now. Five questions with Zach Ertz. All right, Zach, your first memory of walking into the Novacare complex. First memory. Um, it was such a blur, honestly. Uh, I was drafted on a Friday at like 4 o'clock on the West Coast. They had a plane booked for me at around 7 o'clock on the West Coast time. So I sprinted to the airport, took a red eye, uh, met everyone, could barely remember everyone's names. The only person's name I for sure got was Howie <laughs> um, and Chip at the time. And didn't have a great press conference. Uh, not ashamed to admit. But other than that, uh, it was definitely a blur. Okay. Question number two. Who is the first Eagles friend you made who remains your friend today? First Eagles friend I made. Um, uh, James Casey was probably the first per- player to reach out to me. Um, he was a guy that's definitely had a big impact on my career, just the way he approached everything. Um, but those years, definitely Brent Selleck. I mean, the, we didn't talk right away, but uh, – friendship that evolved over the years we played together and even to this day um he's a huge part of my life and a huge reason for my success in the city okay question number three how old were you when you signed your first autograph <laughs> um you know in high school when you have like when you're daydreaming and it's like man i wonder if i could be a professional athlete like yeah, what that, would that look like yeah um, even i, so did I that, used that. to <laughs> just for fun i'd have a little notebook and like pretend to autograph so that those would be the first unpaid Great. Autogra- and How about so, the first time anybody ever asked you for an autograph? Uh, in college, okay. after, after games, um, just at Stanford after a big win. Okay. Question number four. Have you ever had an I'm a huge fan moment in anything, whether it's sports or somebody famous you met? For myself? Or, yeah. Um, probably not. I mean, uh, I, f- I feel like most people are just normal people. Okay. And they're in the spotlight for whatever reason, and I respect the the drive that they have. Um, but we had Kobe Bryant talk to us uh, two years ago in L.A., and that was probably the, the closest I've really been to, like, man, that guy is just wired differently, and this is really unique because be- I was in California growing up. Uh, the Warriors weren't great at the time, but the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. 
Um, and you used to just hear the stories about his dedication and his work ethic. Um, and just seeing that and growing up in California really resonated with me. Okay. Five, number question, five, uh, question number five. If you were not a football player, Zach Ertz, what would you be doing for a living? Oh, well, I went to Stanford, so I feel like I would use something with that degree and that network. Um, I probably would have exhausted all my options in basketball. I don't know how far it would have taken mm. me. Well, what, how was your game? It was pretty good. Uh, Stanford wanted me to play there. Um, while I was there, I was already out there for football. So, so they asked me uh, me and another tight end to uh, be on the team. Uh, Jim Harbaugh said, that's not happening. You're here for football. <laughs> um, but hopefully exhaust that basketball option. Well, that would have been great, but we would have missed you a whole lot. Zach Ertz here on the Eagles Live Podcast. We thank you so much for stopping by. Thanks, Zach. Yep, thank you. We thank Stefan Wisniewski. We thank Zach Ertz. And we thank you for joining us here on the Eagles Live Podcast. Thanks to Chris Barletto for putting it all together along with Peter Martin. And the Eagles uh, marching on here in the offseason. We're back next week. Jason Kelsey is our special guest on the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks so much for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles, fly. Fly.